Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together each week telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We want to begin today by personally inviting you to Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. We have a single combined service, which is at 1030 a.m. Sunday morning. Love to see you there. The service is available also via live stream, which you can find at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And if you come on Sunday morning, we do have Korean and Japanese translation available. Let's begin today's program by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Half a day, Chris. Yeah, it's always exciting to see the people that God brings to harvest just week by week. In fact, if you're listening uh, to this today and you're saying, boy, I've never I've never been to harvest or I don't normally go to church, but I've been kind of thinking about, you know, the pandemic is slowing down. I really would like to be in a place where I'm hearing from God. We would like to invite you to come. And uh, in fact, if you're interested, you could get on our website and uh, there's some information about guests and kind of what to expect in a service. But one of the things that might be interesting is you can actually schedule a visit. And if you wanted to click on that link, it'll go to our, you know, our guest team and they'll save you a spot so you don't have to come in and wonder if you're going to be able to find a seat and they'll welcome you as you come. So it won't, it won't uh, point you out. It won't be uncomfortable. It might just be easier for you to be able to settle in. So let me invite you. And if you want to just come and show up, that'll be fine too. We'd love to have you here this Sunday as we meet together. Well, I'm really glad to be invited uh, to be uh, introducing you to some people that we've been praying about for a long time. In fact, been praying for them and about them before we even knew who the identity was. But I'm really glad to have Josh and Amy Butler with us in the studio. So first of all, I want to say welcome to uh, KHMG. Hey, it's good to be here. And uh, then I want to introduce you guys to our listening audience. This is Pastor Josh and Amy. And Pastor Josh has come to uh, serve on our staff, on our pastoral team, specifically in the areas of student ministries. And uh, I'm super excited about being able to uh, introduce them to you and hear a little bit of of their story. Um, Josh, maybe I'll just start with you uh, and tell me a little bit about your family. Sure. Um, So I was born into a pastor's home. My dad was a pastor. uh, And uh, he went into into missions when I was four years old. So I've been a pastor's kid and a missionary kid. Most of my life, so uh, my my family's been involved in mis- ministry for a long time. Uh, my parents met at Bob Jones University, and um, th- they just recently retired. My parents did, so they were involved in pastoral ministry, missions work, and after uh, being on the field, they my my dad worked for the administration for Baptist Missions. So I come from a family that uh, has been very involved in uh, in the kingdom of God. You lived out of the mainland of the United States for a while when you were growing up, right? Yeah, we were there for in Australia for eight years on the mission field. So, uh, I, how old were you then? I, I moved there. They moved us there when I was four, and then around the age of thirteen is when we moved to the states. So I spent all of my elementary education in in Australia. So I don't know much about American history, but I know a little bit about Australian history. 
Yeah, that's a lot of, you know, the formative <laughs> years of life. Uh, ever thought about how that might have shaped you a little bit and kind of who you are, kind of those those years in, in Australia? Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely look at things in a different way. And my wife kind of reminds me of that occasionally. <laughs> uh, also, moving back to the States in, in that early teenage year time really impacted my, mm. my view of that, that time period of most people's lives. You know, the teenage years are a formative time, and it was a struggle for me. It was difficult. And so uh, I'm, my heart goes out to teenagers. I'm burdened for them. And I want to come alongside and encourage them in the same kind of ways that my uh, youth pastors and Christian school teachers and other church members uh, came alongside me. Yeah, I love that, Josh. I want to ask you some more questions about that in a minute. Uh, Amy, tell us about your background. Yeah, my family, um, my parents were always very involved in church. They weren't in official capacity. They were not pastors or pastors' wives. But... Um, they were always very involved, so that was always a great example to me. Um, I have one sister who is actually also married to a pastor. They're in Iowa right now. My family actually also moved around quite a bit growing up. We uh, moved around. It averaged out to about every three years, so I'm always making new friends and, yeah, helped me also have a burden for this age group and just um, helping come alongside them and work through those different things that are challenging during that time period. Yeah, a lot of things in transition yes. in those teen years and trying to figure out just all the things that are changing, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I should ask you guys, how, how long have you been married? Amy, I'll ask you about that because, Josh, I hope he'd remember. But um, And then tell me about your family, your kids. Yeah, it's going to be 17 years this year, which okay. is kind of hard to believe. Mm -hmm. um, and our kids, we have three kids, so our oldest is Jack. He is 12, just turned 12. And then we have Silas, who is 14 months after him. So he is going to be 11 soon. And then Jude is going to be 8 in October. Okay. And their family, the Butler family, has just moved and uh, transitioned here in the last month. And they're kind of getting their feet on the ground. Um, Josh, t tell us about that. How did you guys get to Guam? So uh, when I was a student in college, I had a friend who was from Guam. And that's the first time I had ever heard of the island. And I, I remember grilling him with questions. I think he got a little annoyed with me because <laughs> I just was so curious about it. Uh, as a kid in Australia, we sent uh, a, a short-term missions team to the island of Chuuk. And I'd always been interested in that area of the world, or I should say this area of the world now that I'm here. Right. And uh, so when I found out he was from this area, I just peppered him with questions. And I was always curious about the island. So uh, when I, I met you mm. a few years ago at a missions conference, and so we had just kind of exchanged texts and so forth over the years. And then you uh, reached out and said, hey, are you interested in, in Guam? And I said, I'm interested. Well, tell me more. And, you know, one thing led to another. And here we are. Uh, Josh, you'd been a youth pastor for a while, right? I've been a full-time youth pastor for 12 years. My first ministry was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, 
And I think that's where our connection was a little bit mm-hmm. there. You were moving to Grand Rapids at the time, and you'd asked me a few questions about the area uh, when we first met. And then uh, after three years there, I spent uh, nine years at a church that uh, I spent my teenage teenage years at in, in Elyria, Ohio, outside of Cleveland. So 12 years in total. Amy, were you, did you grow up in that same area? Or you said you moved around quite a bit, right? We did move around, but uh, we landed in Elyria my 10th grade year. So I was about 15 years old. And my parents stayed there um, for quite a while, longer than they'd stayed anywhere else. Um, and they actually moved away from Elyria the year that Josh and I moved, or the year before Josh and I moved back to do ministry there. So, okay. Yeah. But it's been a little bit of a home base it for has you definitely. both, you know, when you're a kid and then, of course, over the last nine years. So uh, a move to Guam is a long ways away. Was that hard for you, for your family? How, how did God lead in your life about that? I think it was hard, but it was also less hard than I think I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think God had been preparing me, I don't even know for how long, but just to um, hold loosely to things and people and places. And um, when Josh told me about your text, I think he didn't tell me about it for a couple of days because I think he thought I would maybe like shoot it down right away. <laughs> um, but I think in my heart, I was like, okay, I think we're moving to Guam. Mm-hmm. So I think God has moved in my life to to bring me to a point where um, hard, yes, but good still. Yeah. How about the how about your boys? I mean, you said uh, three boys, age twelve. Twelve. Yep. Twelve, ten, and seven right now. So they're they're working through some things. Sure. But I think um, that they're doing good. Also, they've already made some friends, which is like a huge help to my heart with all the the change. Yeah. I mean, it's hard anytime we move and especially move someplace where you guys have been for a while, you have deep friendships and your boys had friendships, you know, that's a, that's a transition. I'm really interested in something that you said, Amy, you said God had been teaching you to hold loosely. What did you mean by that? Things are just things. And, um, I don't know, just that I, I'm not in control. Right. And so I don't know, the sooner I realize that the better off I'm going to be. And, I, I can trust God with big things. Why can't I trust him with small things and day-to-day things and life change things? Mm-hmm. So I had never quite gotten there, I don't think. And I'm still getting there. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the big things he's been teaching me through this, but even before this, really. We have a tendency to grab on to stuff and own it, right? Mm-hmm. This is mine. I deserve this. You know, these are the kind of things that... Um, you know, I should expect in life. And, um, yeah, God says, you know, kind of open up your hands. Would you give me, you know, what's in your hand? Yeah. And, uh, it's one of the things that I'm so thrilled about for both of you in your testimonies with our young people. I've watched you guys in, uh, over the years just serve sacrificially and serve very effectively in just caring for and loving teens you have a uh, together a strong um i was gonna say reputation a strong testimony mm-hmm. among many people of just loving god and loving others and serving sacrificially and of course that's uh so attractive to me to us because um yeah because as you talked about there's there's a lot of teens here just like any place else and they're wondering and they're searching and they're going through these transitions and 
Um, we love this idea that you really feel a special call uh, in, in your lives for this area. Josh, specifically, your role uh, will be as pastor of student ministries. What's that, what's that mean to you? And I know you're still figuring out a bunch of stuff. but As far as the specifics of here, yeah, I'm still learning and figuring things out. But I look to John 15 uh, as my go-to text, philosophical text behind why I do what I do. And uh, in that passage, Jesus says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. And so he's using analogies to, or a word picture to talk about what he wants his disciples to do uh, after he leaves. So it's ironic because this, in this context in John 15, it's right before Jesus is going to go to the cross. So why is he talking about grapes and vines and uh, farmers or vine dressers? Uh, so if you look at the passage, Jesus says, I'm the vine, which when we hear that word, we most people don't really work with uh, grapes, but that's the trunk. Jesus is the trunk. And then he says, you are the branches. And those are the things that we call vines that come out of the trunk. And then he says, my father is the husbandman. So we call him Father God, but really in this passage, Jesus calls him Farmer God. And he talks about the different things that uh, the Father does with the branches to have them produce fruit. Uh, so there are branches that are disconnected, so he will connect branches to the trunk. Uh, there are branches that are hurting and, and need help, and he will tend to them, and he will prune the, the branches and so forth. So that when I look at my uh, ministry with teenagers, um, it's just me coming alongside and helping them uh, grow and thrive, uh, cultivating them so that they can produce spiritual fruit for God. Yeah, I'm anxious for that for across our church family and through our teens. Of course, I have a daughter that's in our current youth group at Harvest, and you know my dreams and desires for her and. Uh, yeah, just the idea of, of what you guys are here to to do and to care for and to see kids grow. Um, uh, yeah, in fact, I'm imagining that there's people here that are that are listening in that would say, um, you know, just kind of figuring things out for their own families. Uh, Harvest is really an awesome place. And, uh, you know, there's a good group of young people that meet, right? Uh, Wednesday nights meet. Uh, right now they're meeting some Sunday nights, but Sunday mornings, just a lot of things happening. And, uh, yeah, it's kids that uh, love God at different places in their lives spiritually. Some are um, from homes of, of uh, families that, you know, maybe have been Christians for a while, but many of them are from homes that, um, the family maybe doesn't go to church, just, just all kinds of variety of kids that are there from different backgrounds. And, um, but it's a place where you're going to learn about God. You're going to be cared for. We've got some awesome sponsors that really provide some, you know, kind of big brother, big sister mentorship. Um, and we're super thrilled about, you know, the ways that God has equipped both of you to lead that group, not just the teens, but our sponsors and, and really that whole thing. Josh, if you were to say what your like primary burdens would be, I mean, uh, uh, of course, you just described philosophically the philosophy from John 15. 
what do you what would you like to see accomplished uh, in lives of kids that you guys are trying to mentor and disciple? Well, definitely um, helping young people who are disconnected from Jesus, helping that them connect to Him, like it talks about in John fifteen. Um, because the reality is that if if you if Jesus isn't in your life, then you have no life. Eternal life is only found in Him. So, pointing young people to to Christ and helping them understand uh, the salvation that he offers, but then coming alongside them uh, after they become a Christian and helping them grow in their relationship with Christ. And and he says in John 15, abide in me. And, And it's talking about that connection where the branch meets the trunk. So that that connection needs to be a deep abiding one. And so helping teenagers grow in their relationship with Christ. And a lot of that is uh, teaching God's Word to them, helping them understand it in their own day-to-day lives, giving them tools they can use to uh, study the Bible for themselves. And then the last step is helping them thrive. So I, I talk about it in three ways, connect, abide, and thrive. And the thriving part is what Jesus says at the end of the passage. It's um, by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. That's the whole point. That's why God is doing what he's doing in all of our lives. He wants us to thrive for him. So uh, in in that, I will uh, give teens opportunities to serve and, and train them and help them uh, work out their own salvation, as the Scripture's passage says. Amy, I know that you've been involved. I actually have a strong testimony of just caring for girls. And you talked about this idea of kind of transitions that's that's uh, helped you with that. Um, anything in particular that you see uh, in in that you your heart kind of resonates with teen girls that you want to walk alongside them with? I don't know. I just enjoy the process, to be honest. And, um, yeah, just getting to see them when they're willing to be open Mm. about whatever it is that they're going through, just uh, helping them walk through that practically and biblically. And um, I think, I I don't know, I think part of uh, my burden is like relationship wise, like I know this is a huge time for relationships, both uh, friendships and otherwise, and just to help them um, realize what their responsibilities are with that concerning God, how do we treat each other, mm-hmm. whether it be a guy or another girl or someone who's younger than you, older than you, same age as you, you know, all the variety, just treating each other the way that we're supposed to treat each other. I think that's a huge area for teens that we see struggles in and and victories also. Right. Yeah, it just reminds me, even as you're talking about that, of um, yeah, just so many needs uh, across our island. Uh, for sure, both guys and teen girls, but a lot of a lot of young girls are just asking questions and trying to figure stuff out. And you know, life happens um, to us, and sometimes some things that we don't understand, mm-hmm. and we're trying to make sense of it. And to know that there's a place where I can have people that care and will walk along beside me. I love that. Just talking about the process of caring for people yeah. this is what Jesus calls us to. Anything that you guys might say, okay, so this has been a pretty uh, significant summer for you. I mean, Josh, I've been walking with you guys 
or at least hearing um, of everything that happened. Anything in particular you say, boy, God's really been teaching us this and this big transition and all that comes with that. I mean, he's teaching us lots of things, but I think he's teaching us uh, how to work as a family unit. Mm. Um, what is working well and what is not working well. He's revealing a lot of things yes. <laughs> um, that need to be worked on, I think, but also things that we can, um, yeah, come alongside our own children and work with them through change and friendships and parent-child relationships and all of that. Yeah, that, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, stress brings, it, it opens up opportunities. Yes, it does. Right, for all of us. I mean, we've all been through that. Uh, it sounds cliche, but just God's sovereignty. I mean, there's so many things that God worked th- through uh, to get us to this point. Uh, there were so many hurdles and so many steps of the way that uh, – God just paved the way, and I, in Psalms it says, um, "You prepare a table before me," and that's talking about how the shepherd will go before the sheep to prepare the the fields, the tablelands for his sheep. And I can totally see that. It's it's one thing to see that as a as a kid, a missionary kid, and and hearing my parents talk through those kinds of things, getting to the mission field. But here we are. And here I am um, as an adult and as a father, as a husband, and seeing how God uh, paves the way. It's been, uh, it's been educational. Mm-hmm. I know from a distance, uh, I've sensed as we've had these conversations now over a number of months leading up to this, I've just sensed the way that God has led. I mean, I didn't have any idea in that first contact, you know, whether that might be a closed door right away. Um, but from the from away, I feel so strongly this idea that God's called you guys here, um, and I know that you shared the the same thing. And um, and with that calling, God has equipped you in unique ways: your backgrounds, your history, the experiences that you have, in order to serve God's people, God's church here, and very specifically in this need. And so, I'm excited. Um, about that, about seeing how God's going to take your specific gifting and uh, and use it in ways um, that will impact our church, you know, and and for sure our young people. So, thank you guys for being willing to live with open hands, right, and being willing to follow God's call in your life to come out and join us. This is an awesome place to live. It's an awesome place to serve. Harvest is filled with people that love God and trying to invest in uh, eternity so thank you for being willing to come along and kind of link arms with us as we try to serve god here yeah thanks for having us we're glad to be here and thank you for listening to harvest time now harvest baptist church does have a combined sunday morning worship service at 10 30 a.m sunday and we want to personally invite you to be there The service is also available via live stream. You can go to hbcguam.org to find it that way, hbcguam.org. And if you do come Sunday morning, we have Japanese and Korean translation available as well. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.